Here in the UK, April and May are known for being filled with almost back-to-back bank holidays, which give many of us a run of long weekends to look forward to each spring. But what if these shorter working weeks became a regular fixture of our working lives? Today, we're discussing the four-day work week, and I'm joined by a special guest to learn more about the tech, tools, and team culture that support this. You're listening to Sideload. Welcome to Sideload, the technology podcast from Edelman UK. I'm your host, Ben Franklin, and today we're discussing the four-day work week. I'm joined virtually by Anita Valanova, who is Partnerships and Alliances Director for the Nordics at software company Workiva, as well as a fullback and scrum half rugby player. Anita, it's great to have you here. Hi, Ben. Thank you very much. Lovely to be part of this episode. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so I guess to, to jump straight in, because I think this is a really uh, timely and interesting topic right now, um, as our lives and our working lives have sort of been upheaved a bit. Um, how did the four-day work week begin at your company? Yeah, very good question. I think uh, a lot of, if we look at COVID and the way that the pandemic has changed a lot of the ways that we work, I think uh, it's really kind of helped us get into this four-day working mode as well as part of our, our mental well-being uh, and good work-life balance as well. So, uh, yeah, Workiva have been very supportive to the workforce in general of flexible working and have in Workiva, a lot of the time, the employees are put first as well, which is great. So I think they listened to a lot of the feedback that, that people had over the last year and, you know, trying to juggle family time, trying to juggle kids and, and homeschooling, uh, as well as the work um, work that needs to be done as well. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think they came back with a few options for, for the various um, employees to give them more flexibility when it comes to, uh, you know, juggling their work-life balance. So, yeah, very grateful to have the opportunity. Uh, for me, I tend to work long hours as well. So so it was kind of a no-brainer in terms of, uh, hold on a second, I have to do all that work in four days, which I already do anyways, and I get an extra day off. Yeah, why not sign me up, please? Sounds fantastic. I'm actually quite envious. Um, I think quite quite a familiar problem a lot of people are having at the minute is that that work-life balance now that our our work and our home lives overlap um so much so did it follow on then from sort of uh, the adoption of technology for remote and flexible working um have you found that the same things that have allowed you to be more free geographically have also helped free you up um temporally as it were sort of free up your time uh, yeah, I think it, time management becomes quite critical, actually, with this piece, because uh, what, what I've at least noticed is um, you do have a, a set amount of hours that you tend to work with. And, and instead of, you know, the usual uh, when you're walking around the office and having chit chats with with colleagues, you have to really diarize that time. And all of a sudden, you know, half hour slots that you might have in between, people tend to put meetings there and, and it, you've kind of go into this workflow where you're actually working probably more than you would in an office environment. You're being far more productive. And if you look at results around various, you know, companies have had to do that, uh, it's, it's proven that people are actually more productive from home than they are, you know, sometimes in the office because there isn't much maybe else to do. You, you tend to 
don't have as many distractions across. So I would say technology has definitely helped facilitate this uh, kind of uh, working mode. And, and technology has definitely enhanced adoption of it as well. So, you know, um, industries maybe that are historically a bit more uh, old school fashion, so to speak, uh, have had to adopt it. And, and it's proven that it does work, right? So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how most companies will keep it as well it, moving forward after the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I, I can't remember the exact figure now, but I remember reading somewhere that the tech sector had been um, sort of one of the quickest to adapt to this because in a lot of places working from home was was already an option. I know um, here at Edelman, we have always been able to work from home a couple of days a week, but it never used to really suit me that well. I found that I was less productive at home where there were all the distractions and more productive in the office. And now, um, as we slowly start to turn to the office, those the days here, that chit chat, that sort of catching up with people, it can feel less productive, but I guess in a way it's, uh, it's a different kind of productivity, right? Because you're getting that face time with your colleagues, brainstorming your ideas. Absolutely. And I think there's an important balance in terms of keep it, keeping, you know, face to face. I work in a role where it's very much relationship building and it's very important to meet partners, uh, meet customers and, and, and have that face time, especially with the Nordics. Uh, it's been challenging not being able to be on a plane for over a year and, you know, create those connections because I joined the company during the pandemic as well. So I haven't really met anyone in person. So technology has really helped me develop relationships with key partnerships in the Nordics and within, you know, uh, uh, work Kiva to, to drive, uh, you know, better, better relationships as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as well as video calls, because I think everybody has had an abundance of video calls in the last year. Um, what sort of role has, has tech played in, in keeping those relationships alive? I think, yeah, well, video calls or the Zoom fatigue or whatever you want to call it uh, is very evident. I, I think those are probably the key. Uh, um, before, if you would jump on a conference call, most people would be on mute. They would be, have their video off. There isn't really that interpersonal you know, relationship building because people tend to hide behind the camera. What I found you know, now is that... Um, People are far more likely to have a camera on. They need to build that relationship up uh, and are far more engaging in that discussion as well. So I don't know, like in my way, uh, in my thinking, the pandemic has actually accelerated the way that you can build relationships. You don't necessarily always need to be, you know, in front of someone or uh, to build that up. It's really proven that you can do it across uh across countries across you know the globe without being being physically there and and hopefully that will you know reduce travel times because i know for myself i was on a plane every week uh traveling to various locations and and i, I loved it don't get me wrong i do love it but also it just proves do you really need to be on a plane every week to meet people when you can do it you know virtually as well yeah absolutely and i, th I think some of those conversations had they were already sort of being considered from an environmental perspective. Um, and this year has really accelerated a lot of that sort of thinking of how do we how do we get closer? You know, how do we globalize without necessarily having to to move around quite so much? And um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry, yeah, I was gonna say, like if you look at the way the EU mandates are coming through around corporate social responsibility and, and uh ESG uh as well, companies uh, are start probably gonna start looking at, you know, how do I reduce my carbon footprint and, and probably the travel travel and expenses policies 
will most definitely change for most because they realize that it's not necessary in that respect. Yeah, definitely. And with it, I imagine will come quite a change in, in tech for collaboration, you know, to bring in greater collaboration around the world. Yeah, it, absolutely. And I think it'll be an interesting to see what new collaboration tools will be brought to the market because of this. Be, uh, like I work in an industry where we, we talk a lot about collaboration and, and, and working together. And, and in a way, uh, for, for within our company, because everyone works off the same platform, no one's really seen maybe a different change because we, we've been used to working in, in, in that collaborative space in the cloud of the same, you know, documentations, etc. Whilst a lot of other companies, they've probably seen like, actually, we could try and streamline some of our processes around collaboration, use, utilizing tech. So I, I think most, a lot of companies come to the realization of the importance of technology in digital transformation. And now, you know, maybe brought plans forward to, you know, accelerate their digital transformation due to that as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, on a moving away from the pandemic, um, on a more personal level, has your relationship with the tech you use changed at all to support your four-day work week? Have you leaned on any tools more heavily or found anything new? Yeah, I tend to. I, yeah, I. To, I tend to use the tools that I t- use uh, more more heavily. I would say, uh, if I look at you know how do I try to manage my work-life balance without tech? It's uh, I'll have to, you know, turn off notifications, for example, because uh, what I notice is that if, I, if I'm somewhere, you know, off, off and, and a notification comes on and you're kind of, you know, human nature, you want to press it to see what it is. So there are some technologies I've seen in my previous organizations where um, – you can really, if you're using the same device, let's say, uh, most people don't want to carry two phones, right? It's it's easier to run it off one. So I've seen texts where you can really segregate your work stuff into one, you know, application. And when you're off, you just turn it everything off so you don't see any of it. Uh, and I think that's an interesting way to try and manage that, especially on a four-day week, because... Uh, Sometimes you are very tempted to just check on that email or check on that Slack message. And uh, I would say like technologies like Teams, Slack, these kind of, you know, uh, where you can chat internally with colleagues, I think have found a very interesting importance within a lot of companies. Definitely, I would say from my perspective, I use them on a daily minute-based base because it's very important. Yeah, definitely. I think that for me, I found that similar. What am I trying to say here? I've I've definitely found similarly that um, my reliance on chat tools has really, really increased in a way that before perhaps um, we used email for a lot of communication. Now um, we communicate not just internally, but with you know with clients and and the people we're doing business with through chat tools. I, I'm intrigued to know whether it's because we miss the sort of speedier conversations or just because the pace of everything is accelerated and some things are quicker by by chat than email? I think a bit of both. And I, I don't know if you've seen the same, same but what I, I've seen, at least in my job, is you tend to pick up the phone much more now as well. Uh, live conversations, you know, something quicker. Whilst I think before 
you were maybe a bit too reliant on emails and, and emails do serve a purpose. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but is that the most efficient communication style nowadays? Probably not. Uh, I would say there's, you know, uh, any voice over IP kind of technology where you can connect with a customer or a partner anywhere in the world have probably gained even more importance because you want to still keep that relationship up and, uh, keep, keep, uh, keep that front face through, through voice, I would say. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, with respect then to the to the four day working week, you mentioned uh, just as we started speaking that you're already sort of doing the hours, so why not have the extra day off? Um, have you found that now that you do have that sort of third day of the weekend, um, has your working day become a lot more intense? Is it? Are you doing longer hours? How's it sort of panned out for your your overall working style? Um. Yeah, personally, uh, I do try to time manage it in terms of, you know, making it most efficient. Definitely, you know, you you try to fit as much as possible in the work week, uh, in the four days. Uh, when I look at my calendar, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I should put a break somewhere in there. Uh, but it's just my personal style of how I like to work. And once you get going, it, it's great. Um, yeah, there is, a, there is the challenge of how do you manage that? Absolutely. Because you're very likely in a four-day week, well, let me just do one more thing. Let me just do this. And, and then I can actually relax for the next three days, so to speak. Um, and it, it, it takes a bit of discipline and, and figuring it out. Um, that being said, if something is extremely urgent as well, like you would jump on it. But I think people, you know, respect the fact that, you know, I am doing condensed hours. I'm like, and they will try and put everything into those days that you are actually working. So as long as you're open and honest of, you know, how you want to work with that time, I think other people will, uh, will respect it. I think the challenge is doing it yourself mainly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's often the way, isn't it? It's about enforcing your own boundaries. Other people tend to respect them, but it's, uh, I think, a challenge to us all to, to make sure that we're not uh, staying later than we plan or, or hopping on things too late at night. Um, for you, how how has your your third sort of weekend day then slotted in? Have you, have you decided to break up the weekend two and two? Do you have a long weekend? Um, yeah, I prefer kind of getting everything done and then having time off. So I, I usually take Fridays off, which gives me an extended. Uh, weekend. Uh, I'm very excited that the upcoming bank holiday weekend is actually four days now. So uh, yeah, happy happy with that. Um, yeah, I, I, I say I would say that once you get going, it's for me personally, it's much better to have it all you know all the work work days in one go, and then having you know a Friday off. Uh, and then if you, I think some people prefer to have it midweek as well and just break it up. It's really personal, I guess, preference, but. Uh, for me, the best way is, is having four full days and then jumping into the weekend mode. Okay, so there are other people you're working with whose uh, third day off falls on a different day than yours. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, some people have it on a Wednesday, for example. Uh, Mondays, at least in our company, tends to be meeting day, as in like most company house, I would say. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say most people try to avoid taking, let's say, a Monday off usually, just because it's a lot of internal alignment. But uh, yeah, I would say um, it, it, the flexibility is kind of yours and whatever works within your schedule. And let's say one week you could maybe take the Friday off and the next week you might want to do another day because you're doing something else. And for us, the company seems to allow that kind of flexibility as well. 
that sounds really interesting. And we'll be back discussing more about the four day work week and the way it changes your relationship with tech um, and communication shortly. But first, uh, we'll take a quick break and listen back to the previous episode of Sideload when Liv Thomas spoke about conservation, activism and digital influences. It's important to emphasize that I think virtual influences is not only about the look, it's also about the narrative. So uh, virtual influences that it started with this idea of being like a photorealistic representation of humans. But now you have a lot of stylized uh, virtual influences. You have virtual influences that look like animals like us. You have the bee influencer. You have um, um, influences in Asia that looks like manga. There's all sorts of uh, visual uh, virtual influences. What, what for me defines an influencer is this structure of the narrative. So usually when you create a character, you create a universe for this character and this character operates within the rules of that universe. And we're back. So Anita, we've just heard all about um, your personal experience with the four day work week at the minute and the technology and communication uh, that's supporting that. Um, how, how would you respond to people? Because there might be some people who hear four day work week and think that, you know, it's reduction in hours, it's signaling the start of their role becoming redundant. How, how would you sort of respond to, to people that worry that the same tech that's enabling this four day work week might eventually end our careers and end our jobs? It's a, it's an interesting question uh, because, yeah, I've, I've had similar discussions sometimes with, with some colleagues and they're like, oh, are you, are you sure about this? Uh, and the way that I see it is that tech it makes life much easier. So you are far more able to uh, perform your duties or your responsibilities within a company much more efficiently through tech, right? But there's always going to be that human element of judgment and decision making that I, I don't think tech will ever replace. But what it can really help with is, is automating some of those manual tasks that we all have to do in our daily jobs. Now, I personally, you know, I'm not a massive fan of admin, but you always have to do some admin in that respect. And I always try to think of how do I streamline some of that to, you know, then focus on more productive or more, you know, proactive initiatives. So. I think tech, you know, in a way enables you, let's say, note taking, for example, you can do very quick notes, uh, uh, whilst uh, historically you might maybe use a pen and paper, right, uh, to, to use and then try to decipher what it says afterwards. Whilst, you know, tech, you know, there's a really good some functionalities around note taking as an example that really helps you streamline that follow up with your, your partners or your customers. Uh, and again, reduces that manual task. So I would say, Personally, I see tech as an enabler to being able to do those high value items rather than focusing on those manual tasks that historically, you know, take a lot of time and uh, effort. Uh, and it's probably not the best use of uh, anyone's time in many ways. Yeah, I completely relate. I think if I took an extra day off and thought of the tasks I'd most like sort of cut out of the time I did have in office, it would be those sort of administrative reporting tasks. Um, sort of managing time, et cetera. Um, and like you said, tech is there to enable that to happen, um, which is an exciting way to think about the future. I wonder if um, within my lifetime, we'll sort of see the four-day work week become more common. Do you think 
you know, is, is the four day work week the limit, or do you think in future we could be looking at three day work weeks? Um, I think. You know, and, yeah, sky, the sky's the limit in my in my perspective because if you let's think of it, you have what do you need? You need some sort of an internet connection, some, some sort of connectivity uh, to get uh, online and be able to perform most of your job, right? So, if you think of it, all you need is a laptop or maybe even just a phone to do your work. In most in most cases, so. You can work anywhere at any time globally, and it doesn't really matter, you know, what time it is. And I think it, it kind of falls into your personal accountability. So if you put your effort in, in, you know, you could do probably your job within three days and have five days off or whatever that is. It really depends on how the companies are supporting it. And and from, from my perspective, at least in tech, uh, a lot of companies are moving to this kind of uh different, more flexible way of working, be it condensed hours or, or flexi time or whatever you want to call it. And I would say that's starting to become a prerequisite in most uh, employees as well, because if I, I would imagine that if someone was to look for a new role or something, that is probably going to be one of the questions that people will be asking is like, how do I need to be in the office five days a week? Absolutely not, because we've proven you can work from home. And if companies insist on that, I think they might lose on on some valuable talent so they'll have to look at the way that they are you know uh enabling their own workforce to enjoy this kind of flexibilities yeah definitely do do you think then that as well as your sort of uh, relationship with your working hours has changed do you think your relationship with your sort of working location has changed and with with the office absolutely yeah uh i i think you don't really need an you need an office don't get me wrong like it's nice to go in once twice a week to see colleagues and catch up and i think that's a very important element but do you really need to be in the office to do your work probably not because you know you could sit on a beach and and you could still do the same amount of work and the same you know productivity level but you're in a much better space to you know have that work-life balance and i think most people now would say I, I value more so, you know, the, my work-life balance than anything else. And, and companies need to kind of probably think of that and, and adopt that into their hiring processes as well, because that is something that candidates, I, I am more than certain, will be looking at. Definitely. There's there's a lot of discussion at the moment around what the role of the office will be in future, not just for work, but if, if you're going to come in and give up the flexibility of being at home what else can the office offer you beyond sort of a workstation? You know, is it is it going to be childcare? Is it going to be sort of healthcare and, and maybe a gym? Or um, I've seen suggestions of hairdressers and things. Really, they, they sound outlandish now, but I suppose at one point the four-day work week would have sounded outlandish and now here we are living it. So it will be a really interesting uh, space to watch to see what the office becomes in future. Uh, absolutely. And, and uh it- if you look at London at the moment, like uh, City of London mostly has been office space, but you already see discussions of companies downsizing their offices, right? Uh, and that space being used for some other purposes, like maybe housing or, or whatever that is, or, or certain other kinds of services in general. So I would say like, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that that shift is already starting to happen in terms of, you know, office space of downsizing and, and, and changing, changing uh, mentalities. Absolutely. The future of work is a hopeful one then. Shorter working weeks and a, a better in-office experience all round, it sounds. Absolutely. I look forward to that. <laughs> well, I'm already um, living it in a certain way. So, 
Um, one final question then, and this one is just for fun, um, to try to get to know our side load guests a bit better. Um, we like to ask just a, a fun question to, to pick your brain. Um, so Anita, if you had infinite time and money, so you've got all the investment you need, all the tools at your disposable, what gadget would you love to invent? Well, oh, this is a great question. Uh, personally, I would say a teleportation device. I think that would be so cool because because I'm used to traveling a lot. And I do love traveling to zip myself to one part of the world for a weekend uh, and come back without having the jet lag would be amazing. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say like, yeah, we, we usually with my friendship group have these discussions uh you know, what if kind of discussions and, and I always go for the teleportation device. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're talking about making the work week shorter, if the commute was a was a brief teleport to and from the office or global travel, think of the time you could save then. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we can only dream. I'm, I'm hoping one day we might see that, right? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe so. I, I think I'd be nervous, you know, to go in a teleportation device. Like what if you come out the other side as... As someone else, or well, not someone else, but uh, scary. You've seen a bit, maybe too many movies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds highly accurate. Yes, <laughs> Anita, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a really interesting conversation. I've loved talking to someone who is living the four-day work week, and uh, it's great to hear you've got so many positive things to say about its adoption. Yeah, Ben, thank you very much for having me. It's been a, a great being part of this uh, podcast. Don't forget to follow the Sido podcast on your podcast listening platform for the latest episodes each month from the Edelman UK tech team.